Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of cleantech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. All right, Solar Warriors, if you aren't hiding under a rock somewhere and you in any way have read news this week related to the solar industry, you certainly will know that one of the biggest deals of the month of the summer, I don't know, has just gone down. So I want to take a chance and number one, congratulate the folks that helped pull this deal off and uh, talk a little bit about what it means for the industry. So this is uh, kind of the first ever on uh, on Suncast hot take of a merger in the industry and acquisition is probably the right term. And having been working in many different levels with the Pauls as they're known, I am grateful for the honor to have a chance to just chat with Paul Gibbs and Paul Grana, the co-founders of Folsom Labs, which this week announced they are being acquired by none other than Aurora. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Nico. Well, uh, I hope that some folks are getting a chance to watch this because we're going to video it and, and drop it on uh, YouTube as well. So I would encourage you, if you have a chance, to go watch this as well on YouTube. Thanks to those of you who are tuning in on the podcast. You know, I have a long history with both of you guys. You were one of the early believers in Suncast as a sponsor. I still, to this day, have people come back and and tell me that they first heard about Helioscope on Suncast, which is uh, which is awesome. You were also one of the early, early SaaS companies to bring design to the forefront for, in particular, a segment that wasn't really getting a lot of attention or help, and that's the commercial user. For those who are unfamiliar, Paul Gibbs, you know, this is your brainchild in many ways. Ten-ish years ago, you started writing down code and finding a way to make design for commercial users easier. Can you give me maybe the two-minute version of the founding of Folsom Labs and and what problem you were trying to solve? Yeah. Well, 10 years ago was the last big investment explosion for the solar industry. Yeah. But that time around, it was primarily around hardware companies and new technologies. So, you know, I was in the middle of an industry and a bunch of startups who are all trying to get their technology financed, deployed, scaled up, and the tools of the time just couldn't cut it. So it started from getting the physics and the math and all that design stuff right so that those new technologies could go get market exposure. And a couple of years later, a guy that you had had the pleasure to get to know, I think, in, uh, in undergrad when you guys were either in school together or around time together, that guy being Paul Grana, the guy here on the screen with us, got famous in the industry and decided that uh, he would leverage his fame and and recognition in the industry to help uh, grow the Folsom Labs brand. Is that something? Is that accurate in some way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that works. Yeah, uh, except for the famous part. Except for the famous part. <laughs> I think it really was a great melding of the minds. You know, mm-hmm. like there was a a technology and a product. But that's not enough. Everyone who's done a startup knows that's not enough. You need yeah. someone who can sell it, who can work with users, who understands what they're talking about, and and who's smart enough to actually understand and communicate the physics, which is a rare triple threat. And that's Paul Grana. I actually want to speak to that exact point because I didn't know you, Gibbs, for a long time. But I, at Trina, had met 
Paul because he was at the Tygo team and he was like, you got to check out this product that I've been helping kind of work on the back end and the modeling and all this. And he introduced the Helioscope product and I was blown away. And every company I worked for after that used Helioscope. And I'll never forget, Paul probably remembers this sitting, you know, SPI, which is coming up. Uh, we all get together and and hang out. And usually there are some late night shenanigans. And so second and third day of the show, really not in any condition to have like really detailed, deep meetings. And I remember going to a meeting with Paul Grana where I was in no shape to really defend any sort of like mathematics. And Paul was talking on a level that I couldn't even comprehend from a physics perspective about how to model module level power electronics. And and that was the moment where I just became, uh, I'll say, smitten with the idea that there are companies like Folsom Labs that are going to own the next decade and help scale this industry. I'm happy to see that you guys are getting a chance on even a bigger platform to make an impact. I probably need to do an interview with you, Gibbs, at some point, just one-on-one. And for those who haven't listened to it, there are at least two, maybe three interviews with Paul Grana that are worth revisiting in the Suncast catalog. I'd encourage you to go back and check that out. So where we sit right now is 2021, an absolute M&A fervor in the air. You got Enphase buying SolarGraph, Pivot, Tom and, uh, and the Pivot team just raised a ton of money from private equity. Catalyze and NCAP are, it seems like, on a buying spree. There's a lot of PE-fueled appetite in the marketplace. The list just keeps going in terms of consolidation in the industry. I think, that, honestly, a lot of folks probably expected that there'd be some uh, movement, especially after... Aurora mid-May raising $250 million, uh, going after some other folks in the industry and consolidating. So I'd love to know roughly when did this conversation with Aurora begin? Well, I'll start by not answering your question. Literally all year, we've been getting um, inbound requests about, would you guys take private equity money? We'd love to do a roll-up. We'd love to make Helioscope the start of that. There's a lot of opportunity in the CNI space for better tooling and we want to pour some fuel on the fire and we always said no we always like you've known us a long time our personality types is just to put our heads down keep working keep uh sticking to our values and what we think is right for the industry for our team and what we're trying to do so we'd been saying no for for months and then chris and sam reached out to us in june and that was the first time we were like oh this really makes sense you know for those unfamiliar chris and sam are the co-founders of aurora yeah, so Chris and Sam, founders of Aurora, reached out to us and we had a couple uh, late night heart to hearts about would this really work? Like if we're going to go down this road, like we want to be serious about it, you know? It's like we've always competed with them and respected them from afar, so it's a big deal to go through the the process of figuring out how to uh join forces. It's a fascinating story in our industry too, and having watched both companies kind of come into the industry and uh, create their really world-class products. You guys have always been really focused on CNI. They've they've really started out and have focused on the residential space, and I'd say probably have the the leading like best-in-class resi tool in in many different respects. But there is this sort of like you're both in San Francisco, you're both going after the same target market, potentially the same users. For those who aren't familiar, how far apart are your offices? I mean, you guys practically bump into each other all the time. 15-minute walk. 15-minute walk. I Actually, I used to live four blocks from where their office is today. So it sounds like this was not a, and it's a question I've heard uh, from folks, it doesn't sound like there was any sort of a, a helioscope needs to say, uh, sell, and, and there's certainly not any sort of a, a fire sale or a drastic situation on helioscope. Sounds like Aurora with 
the the vision and now the war chest of 250 million had a vision for how we're better together. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think so. Grana, from your perspective, because you've been more on the product, uh, you know, the product representation in the marketplace, you basically are the face of the company in every trade show I've ever been to, definitely the hardest working man at a trade show, you know, so you come up against all the time in the marketplace, some in an invariable comparison of you and Aurora. What surprised you over the last month and change in getting to sit down across the table from Chris and Sam? So we knew that they were a product-first company. So that part was definitely a commonality that we that we had. And I think from what we had heard was that they were more aggressive. And I'd say that working with them through this process, they were really reasonable and pleasant. After having competed against them, it was like really nice that they were all the things that you would want in a future boss and teammate. Paul, again, like your team specifically has to deal with a lot of the inbound, uh, you know, all the crazy stuff that you'd fill on your web pages, call it, call it, call it the FAQ. So there must have been deluge in your inbox and in your team's inbox of what does this mean? So can we do a quick FAQ for listeners who want to understand what does it mean for our users? What does it mean for Helioscope? We love this company and this product. You're right. That's, that's the main thing. You know, a, a lot of them say, I get it. You know, these are two leading companies in two different verticals and two different geographies um, or two different geographic footprints. But yeah, in terms of the product, everything we've heard from Sam and Chris is that no changes in the short term and, and only thoughtful changes in the long term. So that's good news for all Helioscope users today is that I do think that these are two different products that succeed in different parts of the market for different reasons. And um, I think the team gets that. So the short term, nothing changes at all. And in the long term, there will almost certainly be changes, but those are going to be after lots of thoughtful deliberation and, you know, just careful thought. There, there are no deadlines. It's about just doing the right thing. And, and the, the North Star for everything that we've, that we've heard, and this is every single conversation, is what's good for users. And that's, again, a commonality because that's how we've done things historically at Folsom Labs. And that's clearly how the Aurora team does things as well. And speaking of that, the whole team is sticking around too. So that's another nice thing is our support team is still supporting this thing. The product team, engineering team, the whole team is still all here. And so the day-to-day person that gets stuck in Helioscope and needs chat support, nothing has changed at all. Fantastic. Well, you all have you know really focused on serving the user. That's one of the cultural sort of edicts at Folsom that we've talked about in past conversations, both on the air and off the air. I expect that that's something that the Aurora team very much appreciates. And it's good to hear. It's not a competitor acquiring your platform to shut it down or shelve it. And that this is going to be an extension now of the Aurora brand. Uh, Basically, it gives a lot of credibility. You guys have built effectively the best product in the marketplace for the niche that they need to expand in serving. Well, let me ask a, a separate question. Our America's uh, folks, our religious, our North America users and listeners may not be as aware of what the geographic footprint is of each company. Can you speak a bit to the work that you all have done in particular around expanding to become a global software company? And how does that help Aurora? Yeah, I mean, basically, we're half outside the US. So in fact, in the last the last six to 12 months, the US has dipped below half of our user base. So we are now a majority global user footprint. Australia, Mexico, 
South Africa, Netherlands, Spain, Canada are all big markets for us. And so that's been honestly the heart of our growth and the heart of our a lot of our focus for the last couple of years as that as as that trend has happened. And so, you know, that's a that I think is frankly part of what Aurora part of what got them excited about about buying Folsom Labs is getting uh, you know a, a nice footprint in a lot of international markets. So that's a yeah, that's a, do you have a sense a of uh, of Aurora. I, I never hear about Aurora in any of the international markets that I serve. Do you have a sense of what their footprint is there now in terms of the you know the market they currently serve? I don't know the numbers. I, mm-hmm. I hear about them every now and then. Um, so you know they definitely have some sort of a presence, but don't have any sense for what what that means in terms of numbers. A few more things that for me I think represent again some of the FAQs and love to for if you have others that you want to throw in here, feel free to do so. But the obvious question that everybody's going to ask you is can you what what can you share uh, if anything about the terms of the deal beyond just what we saw in the press release yeah i think all the terms of the deal are going to be private i think the main thing is that paul and i both have a home there and the whole team has a home there and it really is something that we're going to be a part of for the long call is the helioscope brand going to go away we haven't figured that out yet i think that speaks gibbs to the Exactly the point you made of the relationship became ob- obvious in such a short amount of time that it was a good fit, and all the other details can be figured out. So we'll be we'll certainly be watching with bated breath to see how this meets the market. As a friend of Helioscope and Folsom Labs, as a friend also of Aurora, I have sat back often and said I can't imagine a better vehicle for Helioscope to grow and scale, and it does look like Aurora is probably the best long-term steward of not only the product, but the culture and the user base that you guys have developed. Grana, would you agree with that? Couldn't have said it better. Gibbs, any final parting thoughts on sort of the impact that this decade-long journey is having on you or your team? You mentioned it being a, a great home for all of us. And I think we've got we've got a lot of industry vets on our team. A lot of people yeah. have been with us for the whole time almost. One person who's a relatively new hire actually worked at Aurora before us and a number of other solar software companies um, along her journey said that, you know, when she first got to Aurora, that was her, the favorite culture she'd ever been in. Then when she joined us, she realized, wait, no, this is my favorite culture. So for her, you know, I feel like she just epitomizes the story of, yeah. you know, it's, it's win-win for everyone. And it's kind of going to be the best of both worlds is how we're thinking about it now. Best of both worlds. Well, at some point, I expect that we will be able to, perhaps we'll do it in, in New Orleans. I'd love to invite you and uh, the Pauls, obviously, and uh, Sam and Chris onto the Suncast stage, and we can have a little how I built this discussion around the acquisition and what is next. I'm sure that uh, the Aurora folks have a lot to say about that as well. So in the meantime, we're going to bring this one to a close. We'll see you guys in New Orleans. Thank you so much, Paul Gibbs, Paul Grana of Folsom Labs for taking the time to give us this quick hot take on the acquisition. Congratulations and wish you all best of luck. Awesome. Thank you. See you in New Orleans. That's a wrap on this conversation, Warrior, but I do hope that we'll see you back here on Thursday for this week's long form interview. I also encourage you to check out other episodes of Suncast and let me know what you think of these shorter form discussions. Do you want more like this? We've got hundreds of episodes, resources, and highlights from these discussions, along with the social media links for each episode guest, book recommendations, and so much more over at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with our Suncast tribe. 
like subscribing to our weekly tribe exclusive emails or even joining our exclusive inner circle of infinite learners and clean economy champions we affectionately refer to as the guild if you're on spotify or itunes i do so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find suncast more easily and a special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible you can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor, as well as learn more about becoming a sponsor if that's something that you're interested in. You can follow the links there as well to any of the offers that we've discussed about any of our sponsors here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>